you know, when we walk around dysregulated, we are triggered by the whole world, right? By the heavy sigh, by someone rolling their eyes, someone, the smallest things. And it moves us out of kindness, unintentionally, unwittingly, no one's throwing stones around here. Come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that a kinder, gentler, more compassionate world is possible interpersonally. Don't get me started geopolitically. That'll be a different conversation. But interpersonally, when we regulate our nervous systems. I know you are doing the best that you can right now. Your relationships matter to you. You are important. And yet, over time, we get stuck. We get lost or we stop showing up as our true self. We get hung up on the stories we tell ourselves, the comparisons, or feeling like we are not good enough. I'm Not Your Shrink is a podcast aimed at helping you feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live a life that is in line with what matters most to you. I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair and being a wife and mother to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Let's dive in. We are in episode two of season five here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another season. I have so many fantastic conversations lined up for us to continue the work that we're doing here on the podcast, which is nurturing ourselves, learning to discern, to build compassion, to tune into what is most meaningful to us. And I want you to know that doing this podcast is something that is so incredibly meaningful to me. I can't believe we are here on season five. I can't believe we're in a new year and doing this all together. I'm grateful for you. So if you haven't had a chance, I'm going to ask you right now, as we're starting episode two, to leave me a review, to click the stars or to ask a question or to send me a DM and let me know what's been standing out for you, what you're looking for or what you appreciate about the podcast, about this community. I love hearing from you. Before I tell you about today's guest, I want to make sure that you know that my More Than Roommates Challenge is taking place on February 1st. The first time I ran this last year, hundreds of you showed up and found the email once a day for 10 days to be so needed to help you shift out of what it is that you are experiencing. So many of you tell me that you feel like roommates and you want this to shift and change. So I want you to know February 1st, we are starting. This is an accessible resource to you. It is in bite-sized pieces because I know you are busy. I know life is busy. So be sure to head to my website, drtracyd.com and join me on this challenge. It's going to be another fun go. Today, I'm sitting with Maria Victoria Albina. She is a master certified somatic life coach, UCSF trained family nurse practitioner and breathwork meditation guide with a passion for helping humans socialized as women realize that they are their own best healers by reconnecting with their bodies and minds so they can break free from codependency, perfectionism, and people-pleasing and reclaim their joy. She's the host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast, holds a master's degree in public health from Boston University School of Public Health and a BA in Latin American Studies from Oberlin College. MV has been working in health and wellness for over 20 years and lives on occupied Muncie Lenape territory in New York's Hudson Valley. Let's go into today's episode. MV, I am so excited to sit with you here on the podcast. Thank you for joining me and my community here. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. You are a coach, and I love that you integrate the nervous system into the work that you do. I also know that there are all other parts of you that define who you are. So let's jump in right there. Start here. Tell us about you and the work that you do. 
I'm a Leo. I feel compelled to start that way because we started our getting to know each other by talking about my hair and my bangs that I cut myself at like way too late o'clock. And Aaliyah's going to talk about her hair. You know what happens. I am a Leo as well. And I did not know that. So here we are, two fire signs showing up today. What a delight. Oh, we love (laughs) our mains. We do. We do. And you know, my daughter is a Leo as well. And she's getting it. She's only six, but she's getting into the hair this morning. Her middle part wasn't where she wanted it. Uh Uh-oh. Watch out, everybody. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) I love that. Man, we're the best, huh? Fire signs. We we are well known to be bold and determined. I love how you very elegantly um, sidestepped declaring whether we're, or not we are the best. Like that was uh, yeah. diplomatic. You know, I I have been told throughout <laughs> my life that I'm stubborn. Um, That's only because you're right. I just wanted to <laughs> just be another voice. Of, of course, you're stubborn. You're you're correct. You're a Leo. Mm-hmm. Go on. What else? Yes. <laughs> I I should tell you I'm a number one on the Enneagram, so I lean in towards my perfectionism. Okay. Mm -hmm. Listen, if it's working for you, let it work for you, right? I know you work with a lot of women where perfectionism and self-sacrificing tends to show up. In problematic ways, right? Yes. Because I feel like all of these things that get so easily hashtag problematic Like, oh my God, you drink water? That's a trauma response, right? Mm. Like, I feel like every time I open Instagram, something new is a trauma response. Yes. There are things we can use to our benefit when we use them to our benefit. It's really when we're using skills like people-pleasing, right? Because we're Leo. Hey, if there's anything we can do, it's please the people. Come on now, right? (laughs) And I used to please the people to my detriment. And now I please the people in a way that pleases me. Mm, I love that. Right. Mm, we're jumping in. The, we're this, jumping right in. This I is mean, good. Because okay, we, we, do, we do do that, though, don't we? We have these traits of us. They're yeah. adaptive, right? And, and I really do think that's interesting for us to even sink into that. There are parts of us that were predetermined before we even had experiences right. with people. And yeah. one of the reasons I bring that up is one of my kids is highly sensitive and deeply experiences shame. And you can imagine as a therapist, suddenly seeing this shame response in my 15-month-old, I wasn't ready to see shame so early on. And especially coming from a parent who was not shaming yeah, of course. I wasn't shaming him. It was, you know, so so it's really interesting that when we even come back to the ways we are. That starts even before the interaction with other people. But then these skills or these ways of being almost become even more adaptive in a way, right? Right, right. And I'm thinking, of course, of attunement, Mm. right? And how, like, there's like a fork in the road where your sweet little baby at 15 months, I, I just from two seconds with you, I know you attuned to him, gave his nervous system so much love and care and sweetness and safety, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where those, whatever the great mystery of being a human mammal is that brings us in with with the ways that we constitutionally are, right? That programming then meets environment. And that creates the rest of our lives, right? Mm. And those struggles that we show up with then in in the sense of, being that pleaser right is that in a moment that's working for you or are you because of your environment as a child is that what you need to do to remain connected and that has been such an important piece that I've talked about with people I talk about it in my book this piece of how do we stay connected to our caregivers and to those we love at such a vulnerable time in our life where we need that connection and our brains, our nervous systems are not developed enough to be able Mm -hmm. to say, this doesn't work for me. This doesn't feel good for me. Right. And that kind of language so often, sadly, is verboten, right? We all as mammals pick up those micro expressions in others. I think children are so keenly tuned into them when they're pre-verbal and just early verbal, right? I feel like they they just watch us Mm. and they, I believe that they can tell when we're hiding things, when we're choking things back, when we're not being honest, right? When it's, we are not in safety in our adult relationships, 
to stand in our authenticity, to be in our truth, when we, our nervous systems don't feel safe to really rest in ventral vagal with someone else, right? Where mm -hmm. ventral vagal is the safe and social part of the nervous system, where everything from cognition to digestion and everything in between works optimally. Yeah, the human homeostatic steady state. Kids know when we're outside of that and they pattern match, right? Right, why isn't mama speaking? I see her little lips remote, are, mm, she's holding it in. What just happened? And they, they learn, they, they attune to our misattunement. Support for today's episode comes from ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life we have to compromise on, like the right way to load a dishwasher or whether those socks are going to stay on the floor for a week. Okay, in all seriousness, but when it comes to your mental health, there is no compromise. So we don't need to go back to that one therapist or one physician who didn't align with what we need just because they're available right now. We don't need to compromise on the care we need for our overall wellness. Instead, this is where ZocDoc comes in. This is a place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. And you can find someone who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your well-being. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. Go to ZocDoc.com I-N-Y-S and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. If I needed this app, this is one that I would be going to. That's zocdoccom slash I-N-Y-S and get the care that you need today. Support for today's episode comes from Loop Earplugs. For so long after having children, I kept wondering why I was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom. The noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom and instead my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using Loop Engage to help dampen the sound around me. And these Loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation. I still hear Greg. I can still hear the kids. I love that they are so comfortable and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you. The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code Loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. You know I am all about caring for ourselves, especially in these busy years with our young kids. We are pulled in so many directions, but I think it's so important for us to find ways to nurture ourselves that require no additional time from us. I should probably let you in on one of my favorite things to do to look after me, and that is to get a good night's sleep on amazing sheets. I am beyond thrilled to bring you Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products with an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for my listeners. We've got a code. It's SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Now, I didn't believe it until I tried them, but I firmly stand by my sleep improving with the temperature regulating technology, which adapts to your body's needs. For the past year, I have not slept on any other brand of sheets. Cozy Earth uses the very best fabrics, materials, and wares, offering superior softness for you to sink into at the end of those long days. I look forward to getting into bed, and we've been loving the sheets for over a year and their sleepwear is so unbelievably soft and it's made with such great quality. But the best part is that if you're worried 
worried about commitment, enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all of your purchases. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code SHRINK for an exclusive 35% off and give the luxury she deserves with Cozy Earth. You know, it's so interesting when I even think about couple relationships because, you know, we, we can be sitting in the car and something happens and my husband does this like little flick of his hand mm. or if he looks just a little bit the, a different way, I mm-hmm. know what he's doing. I know what's mm-hmm. happening inside of him. Mm-hmm. I can, and I talk about this with the couples in my office so often is we feel it. And one example I can remember is one partner had let out kind of a heavier sigh at a moment. Mm. I don't, I can't remember what was happening, but then she, that was just this threat to her. She walked out of the room. Oh. Right. So it's just, it, so I love how you're saying that early on, we are constantly attuning and scanning our environment and our nervous systems are doing something in there. So you've already mentioned yeah. ventral vagal. For people who don't know, let's tell them a bit more about what you're talking about. Yeah, let's do it. So what we're referring to here is polyvagal theory, uh, the work of Dr. Stephen Porges, PhD. There's the word theory in it, and I'd like to pronounce that word clearly. This is not scientific fact. It's a theory that some folks have take, you know, some umbrage with the bradycardia part, right? I continue as a nerd, nerd, nerd. I didn't finish giving my bio. I'm a UCSF trained family nurse practitioner. I have a master's degree in public health. I'm a somatic experiencing practitioner. I'm, I'm a nerd for this stuff, right? And I continue to use polyvagal theory because it's it's easy. It's like a stoplight, right? Like you can explain yeah. it in a simple, digestible, understandable way. So the green light is ventral vagal. Safe, social, chill. Everything's cool. It's how I feel right now. I love talking nerds about nerdy things about psychology. You have a really warm, welcoming smile, right? Your eyes are twinkling when you smile, which makes my nervous system feel safe, right? I feel really good. I am in ventral vagal. I just had some really nice soup. I mean, to brag, I made some great soup for this call. So I'm digesting, which only happens when we feel chill. It makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Because if you are running from a bear, your body can't digest what you just put through your stomach. Right. I mean, would you want it to? No, that's, that's, no. that's not the primary goal right now, nor would you Thank want you. to be able to fall asleep because hey. you need to get out from the get bear. Out. Get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the get out from under a bear, away from a bear state is called sympathetic fight or flight. Yeah. And so that is when we're going up to the yellow on the stop sign, uh, the traffic light rather, and our body is saying danger, danger, right? I heard a roar. I smelled something funky. Let's get out of here. And we move all the blood that would be doing thyroid, would be doing digestion, would be doing reproductive function, healthy periods, healthy adrenal glands, healthy hair, skin and nails, all the things we care about. Instead, blood goes heart, lungs, feet, and and pause right because mm-hmm. you might have to fight and you definitely have to flight humans are going to flight first because we are small and don't come at me and say like oh i'm six four you're not a rhino you're small you're not a grizzly my darling you are petite in the animal kingdom get back over there come yeah. on let's go should that fail the body has a fail safe an emotional get out of jail free car that turns out to not be free and that is freeze, dorsal, disconnect. Dorsal, dorsal and ventral, those are like anatomy words. Ventral is the front of the animal uh, and dorsal is your, the back of the animal. So dorsal, I just think you have no recourse. You're scared, beyond scared. And you run into a cave and you put your back to the door of the cave to try to keep the world out. Dorsal, door, back. Ah. And so in dorsal, our bodies are flooded with endogenous endorphins, opioids that make us not feel pain. We're putting a pin in that word. Come right Mm. back to talk about empathy. You know where I'm going. So we don't feel pain. We shut down. We disconnect. We're a possum playing possum, a deer in the headlights, the bunnies in my yard. Every time I step outside at night, I'm not here. What I remember is that a T-Rex will only see you if you're moving. Right? Mm. You re- remember back to your to Jurassic Park, right? If right. you see a T-Rex, get very still. And so that's what dorsal is. It's this threat is is existential. 
this is at the end of day. So if I stay very still and play dead, nine out of 10 apex predator, they don't want dead meat. You might have a chance to escape. But if you don't, remember all those endorphins? You're not going to feel the pain. Now, when we look at the studies on substances that reduce pain, right, like Tylenol and empathy, yeah, when we reduce pain, endogenous opioids or external ones, reduce empathy. They reduce our experience of, of emotion and emotional connection with self and the world. Oh, man. Oh, no wonder depressed people don't feel anything. Right. Right. No wonder there's over drinking and cutting and right doing things to attempt to feel when we're in a state of dorsal, when we're physiologically tapped out of feel. Wow. Mm. Makes it all sort of start to make sense. I became a woman rather obsessed with this stuff like 20 years ago because I was seeing in my medical practice and in my own health, I treated GI symptoms largely. That's my, my big thing in functional medicine, which is, it's all the autonomic nervous system, right? It's all this. But I didn't let's know. let's just emphasize that, yeah, that yeah, the GI yeah. issues we can't yeah. we can't just look at one part of our body and say treat this Ooh. part we are Ooh. missing everything else and so everything and I wanted else. to really highlight that there. Thank you. It's a really big deal. If you can't poop, it's because you're running from a lion. If all you can do is poop, it's because you're tired from running from lions. Right. So what are lions? Well, it's how many likes you did or didn't get. It's whether he ghosted. After that really great third date, so whether your mom texted, right, or your aunt calls, you know that one that just soliloquies, like it's not even a monologue because the audience is involved in a monologue. It's just a soliloquy. You know who I'm talking about. Hearts, she's calling. The kids, right, crying the when they kids. get home. There's yeah. so, so much noise. All these things in modern life, because you and I and everyone we love were meant to live in small communities of like 150, 200 people and have daily activities like find berries. That's I, your to-do list for the day, I, right? I'm just chuckling there for a minute because as we said, screaming kids. Yeah. And my mind went to after school and then oh. I found myself taking a deep breath, right? Which just demonstrates that our nervous system responds to even things that we can say or oh, hold yeah. in our mind and it doesn't right. actually have to be happening in front of us. My body right, right there was experiencing an experience yes. that I know, but it's not even in front of me. And Ooh. so I took that deep breath and I came back yeah. to right here, right? Ooh, but we, we stop doing that when we're scrolling. We stop doing it yeah. when we're arguing or yes. in people pleasing or we yes. stop breathing. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so right, so I became obsessed with the nervous system because it is the root cause, one of the root causes of so many of our physiologic issues, what you then took us to so brilliantly is people-pleasing, perfectionism, codependency. This nervous system dysregulation is part and parcel of it. It's not the root, it is a root. And we have to look at it if we are to truly find our way into a more balanced way of living, right? Which would be interdependence. Right. And everyone pleasing, not just the other people, but you, you get to be pleased too. You right? get to be in there. Right. Which really yeah. is that, that tension between autonomy and the self and then being connected with other people. Yeah. And how yeah. do we then do that? And, and be one of the most common yeah. things that shows up in my therapy room and the people I work with is I don't want to say this because I don't want us to get into a fight. Right. The number and, of fights caused by not saying it to not get in the fight. And, right. And the fight yeah. inside of us and the stress we hold internally in our bodies because of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the long-term yeah. cost of that right. stress and disconnection, because that's even the piece right. we're talking about here yeah. is that disconnection right. from another person because we don't want to upset them or cause so, a fight. If we back it up and come back to the science there is some science that would point to folks who carry more shame having less capacity for anger management. It makes logic to, to folks like us who think about these things all day long. Mm -hmm. And there's evidence to back it up, right? There's studies um, both in, in the general population and in incarcerated populations. So when we look at the self-abandonment cycle, which is the cycle I see my clients in the most, where? We grow up in households with codependency, perfectionism, and people-pleasing, which I call emotional outsourcing. 
key in there is households full of shame and disconnection and misattunement, where both the children and the caregivers are not embodied in their dignity, right? We're not living in our dignity. We're not honoring our bodies because we've been taught not to, right? We're not honoring our bodies because we live under systems of oppression that uh, disallow it, right? Systems like poverty, racism, the patriarchy, et cetera, right? So we're living without dignity and with shame in lieu of that embodied connection with self. Of course, our nervous systems are on the fritz. What else could they do? And so we walk around with all this shame that tells us I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not important unless everyone else says I am. And so we spend a life, right, trying to keep everyone else validating us and giving us like that deep nourishment that comes from hearing, hey, you're a pretty darn okay human. It's okay that you breathe air. That's fine, right? Because we don't even realize that's okay on some deep level, right? So we do and we do and we do and we do for others. We self-abandon left and right and left and right in an attempt to actually do the most profound self-care, which is to convince ourselves we're worthy. And what happens in codependent experience is that we do for others things they don't really want us to do for them, right? We do for others things that like are kind of annoying. Or cross boundaries. They didn't ask for it. And my ex-mother-in-law would always like buy me stuff I didn't want. And then would get pissed if I didn't wear it. Like that kind of, where you're just like, but I I don't want to wear this roughly whatever the hell you bought me, Lisa. Like, no. You're New Yorkers in all black over here, girl. Read the room. Right. But so that then that self-abandonment cycle would start with her. She's a great example where she would get pissed. Oh, okay, fine then. Well, I mean, I just went to all this trouble to buy this for you. I mean, I went downtown and I did the, and lay this guilt trip, this anger, this right explosion of placing the blame and the shame really for her life choices where she abandoned her to take care of me without asking me if I wanted her to do it. She puts that squarely on me or she attempts to, I never let her. And she explodes. So what do we do when we're full of shame and we explode? We double down on trying to win you back. Mm, right. Such a vicious cycle. We could Ooh. do a whole other series on right, let's do it. the mother-in-law. <laughs> Girl, but, please. Girl, please. <laughs> but I think that's really interesting. There's a reason Ooh. why there are classic movies and books and lots of interesting posts and reels Ooh. about this. But, you know, it's so interesting, though, because it, it is that putting it on somebody else. Yes. And then it's the not it's your fault. you as a separate person. And that if you didn't want that or appreciate it or like it or wear it, right. had nothing to do about her. It's not. Of course not. But when we don't have a self, right, when you are walking around the world selfless, like, and what else is the patriarchy demanding of human socialized as women, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Like, what's worse than a selfish woman, right? When you have no self, you're constantly searching for other people, grasping, as the Buddhists would say, for others to fulfill your sense of self. Mm-hmm. Be self for me mm-hmm. is the clarion call of codependent thinking. Be self for me. Be me for me, right? Be a mirror that can reflect back that it's okay that I'm alive. And so then connect that back to our bodies then. Because I think then if that's being put on us, we then have no option then to fight or flight or to shut down. Uh, As the kiddo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have no other option. There's no ventral vagal. There's no safe and social there. Because again, let's go back to micro expressions, right? And the kid who saw that grown up smiling, but with that, do you like it enough? Question in her eye the kid can tell. And so instead of being ventral vagal and safe and social and resting and relaxing and digesting and making nice hormones, the kids brace it. So bracing. So when, when, and I, I'm going to do that Argentine thing where I go far stream, but I promise to come back. Uh, <laughs> bracing is a really important topic to bring in here. 
because it it's the explanation for when people say, what the hell do you mean that my emotions are stored in my body? Or is there like anger in my kneecap? Like, what are you? That's not science. Agree. So what we're talking about is the emotions as bracing, as tension. And so we can really look to Kathy Kane and Pat Ogden, sensory motor psychotherapy, talks a lot about this. And I love that I can point to two women in the field because, but you know, like, you know, Portis is cool, but. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to talk about Deb Dana when I talk about polyvagal oh, theory. I love Deb Dana. For those who don't know, Deb Dana is a social worker, so already a goddess and a woman. And she takes Porges's like when I like I, I studied epidemiology and I read Porges and fall asleep. Like it's about heart rate variability in neonates and the neonatal ICU. Like, but Deb makes it into English. What a goddess. And the yeah. the actionable pieces too that I love. If people are looking for an audiobook. Yeah. And I, I actually recommend this book to many clients. Don't listen to it when you're lying in bed because you will fall asleep because that's what her voice does. But it's a very yeah. soothing voice it's to walk to. Soothing. Befriending yeah. the nervous system is yeah. such a great audiobook to have, a great resource to have. Lots that's to dive into wonderful. there. But okay, emotions in the body, kids, what option does the kid have, right? They can't be in ventral vagal. They have to be dysregulated because their nervous system picks up those micro cues right? Oh. That exteroception, our nervous systems are constantly monitoring the world, looking for safe and unsafe. And when your human has a pattern of not having a pattern of safety, right? When you know, if I don't do this perfectly, if I don't respond to this gift 100% correctly, in quotes, her version of correct today, there's going to be hell to pay, or she's just going to be upset, or she's going to cry, right? Thus parentifying us, because now we have to take care of her, right? What can we do other than not be ourselves, right? We have to be this inauthentic, false self. And our nervous system is on high alert. We're braced, meaning our muscles are contracted, right? In our back, in our belly, in our chest, in our heart, in our jaw. I tend to see in my clients where codependent thinking is the issue, a lot of jaw clenching, right? Because we're mm -hmm. holding thoughts back, a lot of hips, holding a lot of grief, uh, those are the two like biggest, mm -hmm. biggest, and of course, belly aches, but yeah, we brace against what might be coming our way. Right. Yeah. A lot of dysregulation. I'm thinking for people who are listening and maybe have never heard this before and trying to yeah, understand, well, <laughs> how do I take this in? Because yeah. also too, I know a lot okay. of people who are listening are in relationships and knowing we've just brought up mother-in-law, you know, mm. hmm, wouldn't it be nice to spend some time conceptualizing my partner and his or her dynamic or their mm -hmm. dynamic with their uh -huh. mother. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to individual, yes. go inward yes. and the self. Yeah. And yes. what do we do next with this? Well, we start with remembering that the central reason we're bringing this up is so that you know that you're not broken. Mm. right you're not broken you don't need to be fixed you're not perma fucked like it's not like oh i grew up in this shitty family so now well next life now I guess. shitty things will keep happening to me and uh -huh. i just need to keep allowing them and this is something that i know people are struggling with Ooh. and i see it especially in this age of social media because yeah. it's the Things keep happening to me. They're gaslighting me. They're manipulating me. And I don't like to use those terms, but you, you know, it's the, that is happening to me and we've lost our sense of agency. It's something Agreed. my colleagues and I spend a lot of time yeah. consulting about and talking about yeah. how people have lost the sense of power and control within themselves to right. make choices because today you are an adult. Right. Right. And so it's that shift from what did I do wrong to what am I going to do better or differently next time? Mm -hmm. That's the shift, right? I love that shift. What did I do yeah. wrong to what do I want to do? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. What will the new pattern be? Sort of in a declaratory, here's, here's where we're going. Right. And I think you know, a lot of the old conversation, particularly around codependent thinking, and you'll notice I'm not saying codependency, codependent people, those labels can just F yes. off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like removing the labels. It really, yeah, it's been life-changing for me and my clients. But the old conversation was so full of the blame and shame, right? And that like, you're enabling, you're doing something wrong, right? There's something wrong with you. 
is mm. what I feel like I heard. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at the science, what it does for me is say like, oh, that's what an animal does, right? So like if I eat a, a cheeseburger, my stomach will secrete stomach acid, right? Bio will come from my liver, right? There's steps. There's an algorithm, right? There's a process that will happen when I eat a cheeseburger. And when a young nervous system is confronted with codependent parenting, here are the 12 things that are likely to happen. Here's what is the hierarchical thing that definitively will happen in the nervous system because science, right? So it's not that I'm broken or I'm a problem. It's that I'm a mammal and this is what happens to mammals in XYZ circumstances. Cool. Having removed the blame and the shame, right? Because you can't heal hurt with more hurt. Studies show it just doesn't work. And that's yeah. what we're really good at. We're really good at criticizing oh, ourselves right. and lumping ourselves and yeah. saying, oh, this yeah. is so stupid. I can't emphasize <sighs> enough for listeners just how many of my clients will bring a concern to me. And it's such a real valid struggle. And the next sentence that comes out of them is, I know this is so stupid. Yeah. And it's that, yeah. that experience of when you criticize yourself, when you shame and blame yourself, yeah. there is no way out of this box. Nope. You will stay in the box. Yes. You yeah. will stay stuck there. Envy, what you're talking about is bringing in compassion, Yeah, you know, opens up the curtains from shame. It opens the box and allows you to breathe yeah. and to say, oh, I'm human. and I'm having this normal human response. Yeah. And I love yeah. the work of Kristen Neff adding in that mm. humanity of yes. being able to say, others experience this yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, even during this conversation, we were talking about that after school moment and we watched your physiology have a normal human response. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even that was this beautiful gift of a visualization, a, a somatic and sensorial memory shifted your nervous system state and you have the skills to physiologic sigh. Bring yourself back to ventral vagal, ground, come on home in the span of like four seconds, right? Yeah. And it's interesting. I, I was having this moment this morning where I noticed my mind even spinning in all the things I have to do. And I was able mm. to catch myself, right? Because it has oh. to start there in some kind of awareness yes. Yes. of what's happening. Awareness of what's happening inside of you, outside of you, or between you. Because those yes. are where our cues are. Yes. And again, it was that moment of come here. You are in your bedroom. Mm. Push your feet into the ground. Mm. And I, I, I know what you teach as well yeah. is the piece where it doesn't come easy those first several hundreds of times and then you'd start to do it and it feels yeah. a little bit more yeah. like part of your toolkit, right. right? Right. Yeah. Then you find yourself regulating in really challenging situations. And I've, I've had that in the last few years of being like, wait, what was that? Was that me? Mm. Did I just speak up and say, wow. Right. Okay. Okay. Wow. So that's just to give you some faith and some hope, right? That if you stick with you, you'll get to wherever it is that you want to see you. So that the listeners get this as well from us. Yeah. You and I have been doing this every day and we think about this every day and oh we're gosh. working with clients All every day. day. Yeah. And I know that when I was 22 and yeah. I didn't know these skills and tools. I know when Oof. I was 27 and I didn't, you know, I was still learning and practicing yeah. and evolving and my brain yeah. was done growing, but I was sure. still peeling layers at that point. And then yeah. you're at 32 yeah. and you know, like it's all of these yeah. moments that accumulate to us shifting and changing. Yes. This does not happen overnight. Being able to no. tune into your body where your breath is, where your mind is, the self-awareness piece is this small shift and growth yeah. moment after moment after moment. No, it's a really vital point. This is years in the making for us to be able to be sitting here with this level of awareness, right? And to also so. say we still have those reactions of, oh my God, you know, all the time. When, when it feels like there's a bear and you want to yeah. fight it, it's not yeah. actually a bear, but gosh, you know yeah. that that email, yeah. that text, the, the look, we still Oof. have that. Yeah, we have, I'm just going to sign up. This is actually a really helpful couples tool. We have um, a tool called do-over parade. 
My wife plays the trumpet in a brass band, which is really dorky and sweet and cute and amazing. And so once I did something a while ago and she was like, do you want to parade for it? And I was like, yeah. And she started going and like marching in front of me. And so now when one of us says something and we don't like it, the way it sounds, the way it feels, the way we just like, I don't want to have spoken to you harshly. I don't want to. Oh, I've been working on this big thing. My dad goes, hey, do you want to set the table? No, old man, I'm 14 and talking on the phone with my friends. I do not want to set the table. Be a direct communicator and say, kid, hang up the phone. I made goddamn dinner. Set the table. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. Right. So, so I, I have, I have a, a friend who her husband does that with the kids. Do you want to go brush your teeth at bedtime? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not an option anymore. No, right? ma'am. It's, it's yeah. The, the teeth shall be brushed. It's the, would you like me to, do you want an air, like, would you like an airplane or a, a pickup to go brush your teeth? It's not an option. Do you it's want to set the option. table? What 14 year old wants to set the table? None. Zero <laughs> percent. I did recently did a study of all the 14 year olds in my house. Zero percent. Right. And so when I do that and I go, ah, oh, shit, I did the thing. Do over. Before I've done the apology and the do over, I get a parade and she gets mm. one too. So we celebrate the awareness. I love before that. Before we've even made repair. And it, it makes fucking up fun. <laughs> I love that. I think that's fantastic. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to have to put that one into place. Cause that's, that's the reality, right? It's, it's so the, good. And, and you catching yourself. Such a cool moment, which also also brings in these key things of what it means to live with somebody yeah. every, every single day, every day when they don't put the toothpaste cap back on. Listen, and capital crimes. Right. And then you want to, you, you know, you lose your cool a little. So I love humor. You. That's fantastic. You need oh, humor. Right. You need humor oh. in relationships. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 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 All right. But let's not r- forget to give the people who are like, wait, girl, I'm new to this. Yeah. Where do they start? I think they start with a cup of tea. Mm. And I think you've given this advice, right? We need to start with micro mindfulness. Because, you know, when you come from codependent households, you come from perfectionism, right? It's hand, glove, right? So what do we think? I, I want to be more mindful. I'm going to go on a 21-day Vipassana retreat. And that's just it. Silence for six years. Honey, please. <laughs> come on. You got chihuahuas waiting for you to feed them. Grab your tea. Put your little paws on it. And take one breath. Mm. and feel the weight of the cup feel the heat feel the density smell what's in your cup contemplate taking a sip right show yourself how your mind can lovingly interact with your body by thinking about taking a sip and feeling the warmth in your throat right feeling the warmth in your chest Right. And give yourself that experience of offering yourself mindful kindness. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking for two seconds a day. Yeah. Two seconds. And let it grow from there. Right. My, my go to is to ask people to stack it with something that they do every day. So if tea yes, and coffee, tiny habits. I, I say, you know, where are you when you're in the shower? I bet yeah. you are everywhere else but the shower. Oh, yeah. And most people say, it's my best thinking time. Yeah. Of course, you know, you're problem solving yeah. in there. Yeah. Also, because you're not distracted with phones and incoming right. calls and all the things, right? right. Yeah. People be in the shower. Actually, yeah. Envy, you'll, you'll love this one. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing some corporate sessions lately. And one of the ones we've been doing is just putting our hands onto our cheeks oh. and just holding it. So people listening, just put your hands on your cheeks and just hold your mm. cheeks just for 30 seconds mm. and just feeling that sense of connection mm. with your hands, the compassion, mm. and even are your hands warm? Are they cold? Mm. It's just such a powerful way to connect with ourselves. It's beautiful. And what I love about both of those offerings is they aren't the classic, what, what is, you know, in somatic practice, go into your body. Right. You hear that a lot in yoga and meditation when folks aren't trauma thoughtful. So the two of us are very well trained in trauma modalities. 
if your body was the site of trauma, go into your body. No, F you and the horse you rode in on, kiddo. Absolutely not. Yes. Not available. TriggerTownUSA.com. Like, no thanks. So these are modalities. It's so where you can stay in the liminal space between your own hand and your own cheek. Oh, I love holding my cheeks. Oh, that's yeah, very so sweet. I think that's so that's so important too. And I know a lot of people come saying, "Well, I was told to just do some more meditation." Yeah, and good luck. if you're used, right? Good because luck. when the bear shows up at your door, you don't say to the bear, "Excuse me a moment, oh, I need to go. Me. I need to meditate." Oh, so sorry, I need to get zen now, sir. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you mind going and eating the neighbors and coming back? Come on, no, no, back, I'll, bear. I'll, I'll open the door. I just um, but have the neighbors first. Right, right. It just right. it just goes to, you know, and it really does speak to the importance of the work that you're doing of helping people to find mm. those safe practices yeah. so that they can work through the mm. pleasing, the perfecting, the, yeah. the system dysregulation, yeah. which is so challenging. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you're doing important vital work too. And I appreciate your sharing these conversations with the world. You know, when we walk around dysregulated, we are triggered by the whole world, right? By the heavy sigh, by someone rolling their eyes, someone, the smallest things. And it moves us out of kindness, unintentionally, unwittingly, no one's throwing stones around here. Come on. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that a kinder, gentler, more compassionate world is possible interpersonally. Don't get me started geopolitically. That'll be a different conversation. But interpersonally, when we regulate our nervous systems, mm-hmm. because it allows us to step into choicefulness and agency. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. we can decide, do I want to do over? Oh, but then I have to say I messed up. Then I have to be vulnerable. Then, oh, she'll have one on me. Or do I just want to say like, oh, snap, I messed up. This is fun. I can do it more better. Right. And yeah. regulate our nervous system towards more love, towards more connection, right? At the end of my show, Feminist Wellness, I say, when one of us heals, we help heal the world. Aww. And I believe it. And I believe nervous system regulation and a return to embodied agency. That's the key right there. Yes, it so yeah. is. It's this being able to tune in to ourselves, which also leads to the sense of trust, trusting the other person that yeah. I can say, ooh, Give me the do-over. Yeah. Give me the do-over. Yeah. Yeah. And V, we're coming to the end of our conversation already. I, I can't so. believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking to the left of my screen at all of these beautiful questions I prepared. And I really am glad that I didn't look over to the left at all because we had such oh, a great conversation fun. today. It was so fun. Well, we'll do it again. Tell people where they can find you. What do you have going on? How can yeah. they get support from you? Yeah, beautiful. So I have a little treat just for your listeners, which is really fun. So if you head over to victoriaalbina.com slash I-N-Y-S, I'm not your shrink. You can download a suite of meditations, nervous system regulating exercises, all sorts of nice audio downloads for you to keep and have just for being a listener. Just wanted to say thank you for that. So it's Victoria Albina, MV stands for Maria Victoria. It's a whole lot of name in English. Maria Victoria in Spanish. It's so quick. Uh, VictoriaAlbina.com slash I-N-Y-S. My podcast is called Feminist Wellness. It's free in all of the places every single week. Check it out. You can follow me on the gram. I give good gram at VictoriaAlbina.com. And there's two ways you can work with me. Anchored my six-month coaching uh, and somatics program and the somatic studio, my three-month program. Keep an eye on my website, my social media, uh, so you can be the first to join when we open the doors again in the new year. I am so excited for people to check that out and to have the chance to work with you. And there is not a better time when we think of January, when we think of what it means to set intentions for ourselves. Mm. I don't do resolutions. I do intentions mm-hmm. for too. the new year. Yeah. And so just to sink into um, that. I haven't, I, yeah, it's the, the calm, the safety, the connection. I love it. And V, thank you so much for being here with me. Mm, thank you for having me.
Thank you for joining us for today's episode. I am so glad that we are starting out season five by talking about people-pleasing, abandoning ourselves, and learning to tune into our nervous system. I loved having the chance to sit with MV, and I know that the gifts that she's offering are going to be so helpful for so many of you. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe the podcast. Also, you can submit your questions to me to be answered here on the episodes. You can do this on my website, drtracyd.com forward slash podcast. I love getting your questions. Be as specific as you can so I know all of the details. And remember, this thing as important as it is, is that it's not therapy. It's like a dear Dr. Tracy advice. And you know, I think the most important thing to remember when it comes to this kind of thing is our relationships are nuanced and we need context and it's not so black and white and clear cut in terms of how we can approach things. And it's one of the reasons why I love being able to do question and answers. And if you haven't yet and you are looking for something to be different in your relationship, be sure to check out my resources. If you are looking to deep dive and to learn more about how to build connection in your partnership to feel more like a team to spend this year not feeling resentful to your partner join me in be connected my online program drtracyd.com forward slash join and if you want to start with a resource that's free download my 100 questions to help you deepen your connection or join me in my free masterclass, and that teaches you all about the repair with your partner after the fight and of course, one of my most meaningful and favorite resources is my book. I didn't sign up for this. It's available on all formats. Take me in your ears on your walk or read it on your Kindle or grab the paper copy and you have the exercises there with you. All right. Until next time, take good care of you and I will see you next week. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for the care from a licensed mental health care provider. What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in. Fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.